You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Have you always wanted to hear the hockey stories told from the press box? For your premier source of hockey prospect news from across the AHL, NCAA, Canadian Hockey League, and international leagues, this is your all-access pass to The Press Zone, a hockey podcast packed with news, analysis, interviews, and entertainment featured on AHLReport.com. Your hosts, Amy Johnson and Rick Stevens, are experienced, credentialed hockey reporters, bringing you stories built from strong connections throughout the hockey community and from inside rinks all across North America. Welcome to The Press Zone. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of the Press Zone podcast right here on the AHL Report, part of Rocket Sports Media Uh, and a proud affiliate of the Hockey Podcast Network. We are so glad that you're back with us today. Uh, Guess what? The NHL regular season. Okay, sure, it started with a couple of games over in Europe over the weekend, but it really gets underway today. Hockey is finally back. Uh, We've got some AHL hockey on the horizon as well, so we've got lots to catch you up on today. Uh, In our first segment, uh, of course, that's dedicated all to the Laval Rocket and the Habs prospects who are playing down in the AHL. So we're going to get you an update on what's been going on in training camp, who's been cut, who's been added, who's been made the captain for this year, uh, and uh, lots of other uh, exciting news around the Laval Rocket. And then in our second segment, of course, we have the AHL Hot Stove, where Patrick Williams will be joining us. We're going to be talking a bit about uh, two things I think that that Laval Rocket and, and Habs fans are going to want to really pay attention to. The first of which is Jonathan Kovacevic, that that waiver wire pickup by Kent Hughes coming from Winnipeg. Uh, Patrick is going to to join us to talk uh, in depth about Jonathan Kovacevic and what he what he means as a loss to Winnipeg, but what he means as a gain for Montreal, uh, having having observed him quite often since his draft in 2000. 17, particularly playing for the Manitoba Moose. And we're going to talk about the fact there were a lot of guys on the waiver wire this week around the league and some surprising, maybe, uh, waiver wire pickups by other teams, some steals in there, uh, but also some notable names that made it through the waiver wire and are now finding themselves in the AHL, which always shakes up things at the AHL level as well. So we've got lots to cover for you today. It's going to be a fun show. Before I begin, however, I want to wish a hearty belated Thanksgiving to all of our Canadian listeners and friends. Uh, We do know that uh, yesterday, Monday, was Thanksgiving north of the border, and I certainly hope that today you are recovering from your food coma, (laughs) that you had a delicious meal, uh, spent some time with loved ones, family, friends, or maybe you just relaxed uh, and and enjoyed the holiday a little bit. Uh, My my best wishes to all of you for your Thanksgiving. I always say each and every year, 
I like the October Thanksgiving. It kind of gives you some breathing room between Thanksgiving and Christmas. Here in the States, it all kind of gets jammed together, um, which is fun. It makes it kind of the kickoff of the holiday season here in the States, but kind of like that space in between too. You guys, you guys are onto something there. Um, all right, well, let's get started with some Laval Rocket news. Let's take a look at their preseason performance. We all know that uh, the Canadians went 0 for 8. <laughs> if you want to be specific, 0, 6 and 2, uh, but still winless in the preseason for the Montreal Canadiens, which, um, okay, well, that's certainly a way to start the year. Um, and guess what? That uh, that trend trickled down to the AHL level as well. Laval dropping both preseason games. Now, granted, they had a much smaller sample size to work from. Only two preseason games for Laval as opposed to the eight that their big brothers had in the NHL. Uh, but Laval dropping both of their preseason games uh, against the Toronto Marlies and then against the Belleville Senators. I will do. I I, I will give them credit. Uh, the second game against the Belleville Senators, which was a much uh, closer uh, affair, although it looked for a while. <laughs> Belleville was up five to two on uh, on Laval there for a bit, and Laval made a big resurgence in the third period to to tie it up and force overtime. That that game eventually went to a shootout, um, and uh, so. They lost that one in the shootout, so a little little tighter there, but still, um, through 10 preseason games at both the NHL and the AHL level, the Montreal Canadiens organization went without a win in the preseason. Is that is that foreshadowing? Is that a like a a, a warning? Let's hope not. Maybe the rest of the season is going to be the exact opposite. Who knows? Uh, but it was it was it was entertaining. Uh, unfortunately, uh, none of uh, neither of Laval's preseason games were streamed or televised. Uh, so the only option was to listen to it on radio, which makes evaluating things a little more difficult. Uh, but was still able to 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 hear what was going on. Um, Joe Verbetic, I will say this: Joe Verbetic, who was the very first goaltender to play a game at the rookie tournament in Buffalo last month. And uh, had maybe a shaky performance at the rookie tournament. Uh, certainly a month's time has gotten him back in the groove. And he had a very solid performance in the game against the Toronto Marlies. Um, he is one of the ones, however, who's on a uh, two-way contract. And he has since been sent to Trois Rivières. We're going to get to those cuts in a minute. But uh, just want a little stick tap to Joe Verbetic. Uh, because we certainly know Spotlight is on the Canadians' goaltending depth in this organization now. Uh, and so it was good to see Joe Verbetic come back after a month of kind of getting back into a rhythm, getting some regular practice, getting some consistency and some ice time that he put up a, a pretty solid performance uh, against the Toronto Marlies. Uh, so as I said, uh, the, the Laval Rocket, after they had finished those two preseason games, uh, both of which took place in uh, Belleville, actually, uh, they came back and they made 10 more cuts from their camp, uh, most of which will go to Trois Rivières. Uh, and those would be Connor Chalk, um, Ryan Francis, Cam Hillis, Emile Poirier, Brett Stapley, Olivier Gallipo, John Parker Jones, Miguel Tourney, Philippe DeRosier, and Joe Verbetic. Tourney is the only one who won't go to Trois Rivières. Uh, the other nine will. Um, most of these are expected. There's a bunch of these guys who are on two-way AHL contracts or on ECHL contracts. So most of those are, are not a surprise. 
if there's two that I'm disappointed in seeing, and I and I imagine that we'll see Verbetic get called up to Laval at some point if there's a goaltending injury at the NHL level, which will then require either Primo or Poulin to get called up to the NHL. So I imagine Verbetic will be called up um, as he is the goaltending prospect at that level. The two that I'm disappointed to see go down are Cam Hillis and Brett Stapley. Uh, these are guys who are prospects. Cam Hillis in particular, this has been the the pattern uh, with with them and Cam with the organization and Cam Hillis for the last couple of seasons that they start him in the ECHL and then call him up and he spends a fair amount of time in the press box, quite frankly. Now, whether that is, you know, them, the organization feeling that Cam Hillis is having a bit of difficulty adjusting to to AHL hockey and and so not playing him as much, or if it's a matter of a lot of veterans that are getting in there, uh, you know, I, I'm not too sure. I would like to see Cam Hillis have a little more consistency at the AHL level. So I'm hoping he's not going to stay there very long. Brett Stapley, we know they chose to not sign him before that deadline over the summer, uh, the Canadians, uh, I should say, and instead allowed uh, the, their, their time of rights on him as a draftee to expire. And then Laval signed him to an AHL contract. So I'm hoping again here that Brett Stapley coming out of the NCAA, I'm hoping that this is just a, okay, let's get you started at the ECHL level. Let's let you kind of adjust a little bit and that he'll be called up sooner rather than later because you don't want to see uh, prospects stuck too long down in the ECHL. So um, certainly whittling down uh, the the roster for Laval, there's still a lot of uh, cutting left to be done. Now, granted, the AHL doesn't have the the roster limitations that the NHL does, but um, there's, uh, goodness, I want to say that there's at least nine additional forwards at camp right now. There's uh, maybe four or five additional defensemen at camp uh, still. So I expect to see more, um, I do expect to see more cuts coming, uh, at least a handful of forwards uh, there's, you know, before we know what the final roster is going to look like, but we do see guys like Raphael Harvey Pinard, Yesse Ulinen, Jan Mishak, uh, Joel Teasdale, um, are, are Phil, and of course, the big news is that Philip Mayshar got sent down. And so Philip Mayshar played in both, both preseason games, uh, this, this past weekend, uh, didn't look terrible. Uh, in fact, he was the first guy out on the shootout for, for Jean-Francois Ull on Sunday's. Uh, a tilt against Belleville. Uh, Philip Mayshar certainly uh, not having a bad game. I mean, granted, as I had, as I said at the top of the show, they didn't win either one of their of their preseason games, so it's not like anybody really excelled or stood out. Uh, but Mayshar seemed to hold his own pretty well. The decision is going to need to be made as to whether or not they're going to keep him in the AHL or send him to the OHL. My hope, um, and we heard, uh, I believe. Uh, Stefan LaRue uh, was one of the ones who was at Belleville speaking with John Francois Ull, who, who reportedly, the coach said that it's going, you know, it's it's not going to be easy for Philip Mechard to make the roster because of how, how many prospects and how full they are at forward. Um, my hope is that Kent Hughes is going to step into that or Jeff Gordon or both of them and say, uh, Philip Mechard needs to stay in the AHL because quite frankly, if he goes to the OHL, 
then the only way that he doesn't play in the OHL for the next three years is if he suddenly next year at training camp is ready to be put on the NHL roster. While that could very well be the case, there's no guarantee of that. We don't know what the Canadian situation is going to be come next training camp in September 2023. Um, And I believe that Philip Mayshar would not be well served to spend three years in the OHL. Uh, Because if they send him to the OHL, that's it. He has no other option to come to Laval until he turns 20 because of the CHL-NHL agreement. So it's either go to the OHL and stay there until you're 20, or uh, if you're if you're then next year or the following year ready to play in the NHL, then 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 you stay in the NHL, um, or you keep him in the AHL now, and that way he's getting AHL level uh, development and experience, and that's where I believe Philip Meshar would be best served. I think that Philip Meshar in the OHL is not going to be challenged enough. I think that uh, I don't think there's going to be a ton of learning that he's going to do at the OHL level. And he has made it clear that he wants to stay in Laval. So I'm hoping that uh, if, uh, you know, a combination of J.F. Uhl, Kent Hughes, Jeff Gordon all combine and say, we understand that there's a lot of prospects in Laval, um, but really the focus is on development this year. Some of those other uh, free agent signings and so forth are going to have to sit in the press box a little more often because we need to make room for Philip Meshar in the AHL. That's what I'm hoping is going to happen. We're going to have to wait and see what the final roster is eventually going to look like. Um, With Xavier Ouellette being one of many Laval Rocket players last year who did not return, uh, he was off in free agency. That meant that the Laval Rocket needed to name a new captain for this year. Um, I am, if you've been a longtime listener of this show, uh, you will know that I was, you will, you will not be surprised to hear that, uh, I, I am very disappointed in the choice of captain. Uh, it doesn't come as a surprise to me that Alex Belzeal will wear the C as was announced, uh, on Monday, uh, this week. Uh, but I am disappointed that that's the direction that they chose to go in. Uh, I believe there were other candidates who are a better example this is not and this is nothing personal against Alex Belzeal this is about hockey and hockey leadership um Alex Belzeal is known to be you know yes he's a he's a fun story uh he was a you know he was like the the feel-good story for everyone last year when he was up playing some NHL games um looking very much like a, a fourth liner, a guy straddling the AHL, NHL. Um, but and but he's a feel-good story because he, he has spent in his career a ton of time in the ECHL. And for him to, you know, eventually come to the AHL, uh, make it stick in the AHL, and, and finally get into some NHL games, I give him credit for that. He has He's worked a long time to do that. And Laval has been the place that he's been able to realize uh, that dream most often. Um, But however, (laughs) when you watch Alex Belziel night in, night out, um, Alex Belziel is consistently the guy who who takes a million and one bad penalties in a game at bad times, selfish penalties many times. Um, And sometimes his play on the ice you know yes everyone likes to say he's a hard worker and he is a hard worker 
when he wants to be. But he also can be kind of lazy on the ice sometimes as well. And again, this is not a criticism of Alex Belzeal, the person. This is a this is an observation and an analysis of what I see night in and night out on the ice. And I just don't think that that's a great example for captain material. Um, Raphael Harvey Pinard is the epitome of hard work. No one, I'd be hard pressed to find someone who would say that anyone works harder on the ice and off the ice than Raphael Harvey Pinard. That guy is always just chomping at the bit. Um, and, and he works very hard. He's got a, he's got a really sunny personality. Um, uh, he seems to be a big cheerleader for his teammates. Um, I wouldn't have minded Raphael Harvey Pinard wearing the C. And he is also, in addition to Alex Belzeal, he's a very popular player uh, with the locals as well. So I will say congratulations to Alex Belzeal. It is no small thing to be made the captain of an AHL team, replacing Xavier Ouellette. Um I will also say he he's the third captain in Laval history. Everyone, you know, Wellette held the sea for a few years, and everyone likes to forget that the very first captain of the Laval Rocket was Byron Fraze. Uh, Byron Fraze still playing in the league. He's still playing in the AHL. He's changed teams a couple of times, but uh, Byron Fraze was a tremendous captain. Uh, great leadership, great maturity, and uh, you know he was a he was a ter- terrific first captain uh, in Laval's franchise history. Then followed by Xavier Ouellette, and now we'll see how Alex Belzeal wears the C. Um, one other thing, a lot of people, uh, the Canadians announcing their final roster this week and then saw that Arbor Jacki was sent to Laval afterwards, caused a bit of a stir online. Just want to clarify, that's a paper transaction. Jacki was never being sent to Laval. Uh, we saw Montreal do this quite a bit last year where they would send uh, they would send younger guys, quote unquote, to the AHL just for 24 or 48 hours just to bank a bit of money under the cap. Um, but it's only ever a paper transaction. They don't go anywhere. And sure enough, uh, they recalled, quote unquote, air quotes, recalled Arbor Jacki uh, this morning after placing Paul Byron on LTIR because Byron will not be ready to start the season. So uh, there are, it's exciting to see that there's some, some terrific young prospects who are going to make the opening night roster at the NHL level. Uh, Jacki, Gooley, Slavkovsky uh, among them. And uh, it's, it's going to be, plus Jordan Harris, uh, it's going to be a lot of fun to watch those guys. But in the AHL, have no fear. Uh, the AHL regular season will get underway uh, this coming weekend with a home and home. Laval starts at home on Friday night hosting Belleville, and then they travel and play against Belleville on Saturday night. Uh, you can bet that our AHL report team will have you covered each and every step of the way, as we always do. Uh, be sure you bookmark AHLreport.com and follow at the AHL report on Twitter. We'll have live game updates uh each and every game as we always do plus really comprehensive packed game recaps after each and every game uh as well as some post-game quotes and interviews and so on and so forth so uh hockey season is here we're excited to get underway and uh, we're excited that next tuesday we're going to have some actual hockey games to talk about and we can analyze and we can analyze what jf Ull's final roster is going to look like and the kind of lineups that he puts together the big question mark will be how prominent will prospects be placed in that ahl lineup and we will have the answer to that in just a few days 
All right, we are going to take a quick break. On the other side, uh, we're going to hear from our friends over at DraftKings with a new initiative. On the other side of this break, I am uh, happy to say the AHL Hot Stove is here each and every week this season, not every other week. Fans spoke. We listened. AHL Hot Stove each and every week. So we're, that's coming up with Patrick Williams just on the other side of this break. Stay with us. You are listening to the Press Zone podcast right here on Rocket Sports Radio. Hockey fans, it's finally time to hit the ice again. And thanks to DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, you're in for the season of a lifetime. New customers can bet $5 on any team and get $200 in free bets if they win. Now, you know, we cover the Habs here, uh, but, you know, for me personally, I'm a fan of hockey in general. So I love to use DraftKings Sportsbook, uh, you know, to set up uh, kind of some my my favorite picks for, for opening weekend and see if we could get some same-gate parlays going on. In fact, if it's not enough excitement for you to bet that $5 on any team and get $200 in free bets, you can turn small bets into bigger payouts with same game parlays. That's what I like to do. Combine multiple bets like which team will win, how many goals will be scored, and and lots more options for your shot at an even bigger payout. Now, DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. I use it. It's so much fun. Uh, and I don't make big bets. I bet like 25 cents at a time. Like it's it, it's very reasonable. And you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN, bet $5 on any NHL team to win their game, and get $200 in free bets if they do. That's code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Welcome back to the Press Zone right here on the AHL Report, part of Rocket Sports Media. Uh, Don't forget, if you haven't done so already, right before the regular season starts is the perfect time for you to smash that subscribe button. Make sure you never miss an episode so that you get notified each and every Tuesday when our latest podcast comes out. Remember, we focus on the Laval Rocket and Habs Prospects uh, and the American Hockey League here at the Press Zone. And we don't want you to miss a minute of it. We will have some exclusive interviews here on the show. Uh, Lots of great content coming up for you this season. So hit subscribe. Also hit the share button and share this podcast on your favorite social media platform. Tell your friends and family. Uh, That's the easiest way to let them know that, hey, you listen to this great show called The Press Zone, and and they ought to listen to it too if they're Habs fans. Uh, And so we would love to have you along for the ride. Hit subscribe, hit share, and we'll get the season started off on the right foot. If there's one thing that has brought some excitement to this these last final days leading up to uh, the NHL season before it officially started on Tuesday and, and then the AHL season, which is getting started later this week, it has been how active waiver claims have been uh and of course uh the habs were one of the first ones to to make a splash with one of their pickups and so it's the perfect time for patrick williams to 
come into the studio, join on, uh, I see, I almost said join us for the show because I'm so used to saying that, but uh, here for AHL Hot Stove, the one and only Patrick Williams. Welcome. Welcome. I Sorry, Rick is not here today with us. We are very sad about this. I kind of want the wah, 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 wah <laughs> music. Because A, we will miss Rick not being here for Hot Stove today, but B, he also brings the Angels with him. So Yeah, the Angels, uh, maybe the Angels are in waivers. They're maybe not the- <laughs> <up> here. <laughs> Let's hope nobody else claims the Angels. We'll, uh, hopefully the Angels maybe, may, we'll see if the Angels are back next week or not, uh, you know, but we'll, he'll be back. He'll be back. Rick is, Rick is not, has not left us permanently here on, on the press zone. He's just going to, uh, he's going to stop by occasionally and then you know we're very much going to savor every time he's here with us so for today it is patrick and myself and uh patrick there's uh, lots to talk about regarding the nhl's you know it's always the the the, the spotlight on the last cuts of NHL camps is always a little bit brighter because those are the times that it's more likely to see guys get claimed on waivers um and Earlier this week, there were some pretty lengthy lists of guys putting being put on waivers mm-hmm. each day. Um, and the day that Winnipeg put Johnny, I'm sorry, it's so it's Johnny. I'm always so used to calling this young man Jonathan, but apparently he goes by Johnny these days. Uh, put Johnny Kovacevic on, on waivers. I thought, now there's a good pickup for somebody. And then lo and behold, Montreal claims him the very next day, which I was like, oh, yay, that's a great pickup. And oh, wow, that's got that's terrible for Winnipeg. So, um, you know, Rick Rick dubs you the AHL guru, but you're definitely the, the Winnipeg guru for sure. Um, can you tell us just a little bit, first and foremost, about Kovacevic as a, as a player and what fans should expect to see out of him? Uh Big, mobile, um, smart, um, good shot. I think would, you know, if I just put bullet points in the scouting report, those would kind of be my first four. Um, high character. Um, that was a really tight Manitoba Moose team last year, uh, which is not something that's always easy to, to accomplish in the American Hockey League with the turnover that you have and the players coming and going. And, and let's be honest, the internal competition slash rivalry slash why did this guy get called up before me Mm -hmm. um but uh they had a really good group in that regard last year and he was a big part of it uh earned a ton of um uh, compliments from the head coach there mark morrison um so i i was surprised to see him on waivers that early i guess you'd say it was earlier than i would have expected Mm -hmm. i thought he would go if he was going to go on waivers would be right down to the finish line it wasn't um excellent pickup i thought for for the for the habs um a real low, i mean waivers in general are a low risk move right right um but that's one with some actual real upside i mean a lot of times waiver moves are more just to plug a hole right now this i think is something that you could actually see him having some you know longevity there um and really actually fitting into them into the picture there with the Habs uh, going down the road. So um, when, when, yeah, when he was, when he was on the waiver, I was like, somebody's going to get him. I even tweeted that. And, mm, yes, you uh, did. <laughs> 24 hours later, lo and behold, um, it's, it's Montreal. It happened. Yeah. Uh, so um, yeah, it makes a- absolute sense. I mean, you, 
you know, obviously the Habs are, you know, quite a state of flux right now. Uh, you know, there's opportunities all over the place. If you're a young player, if you can grab a hold of them, and uh, I think he will. Uh, I think, you know, I think he's very coachable. Um, he's all the things you'd want to have as, as a young prospect, and uh, he just hasn't gotten a shot really with Winnipeg. I mean, um, the Jets, you know, the last number of years, especially, it's it's been it's been difficult for young defensemen to break into that group. Uh, you know, Billy Hanel just was sent down again yeah. to the consternation of uh, quite a number of Jets fans. Mm-hmm. Um, and Kovacevic would have been down there as well had he not been claimed by waivers. So um, he only got four games over his time in, in, in Winnipeg over the past, you know, parts of four seasons. So um, he's really not gotten a shot, but he's a third-round pick, and, you know, there's certainly a lot of potential there. And, uh, you know, I think now's he's one of those players I don't think there would be a whole lot more for him to gain playing in the American Hockey League. I think now's where you really need to kind of, you know, throw him into the water and see what he can do in a sink or swim situation. And I think, you know, to stay with that analogy, I think he'll swim. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's a he's a six foot five defenseman coming in at around 218 pounds. He's a right handed shot, 25 years old. And as you say, you know, he's he's really not had an opportunity at the NHL level yet uh, because of a variety of things within the Winnipeg organization, timing, other guys getting called up to get looks before him. But I mean, this is a guy who last season for 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 Manitoba in 62 games put up 30 points. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's something that I think, uh, you know, and, and quite frankly, watching uh, a couple of the Jets preseason games that I saw, uh, he didn't look terrible, uh, at all in, in those games either. And, and I partially, when I watch the Jets and he's playing in the preseason, I'm partially watching him because, uh, very familiar with him, uh, playing against Laval for Manitoba. Mm-hmm. And as, as I, I even stuck a, a, a little anecdote in our Rocket Sports Slack, that when he was drafted in Chicago back in 2017, uh, myself and uh, Rick Stevens and a couple of other of our Rocket Sports team members happened to bump into him outside the arena uh, after he had been drafted, and we got to chat with him for a few minutes. So, you know, it's kind of always like, oh, yeah, that's I remember that day that guy, that kid got drafted, and, and we and we chatted with him. So I've always kind of had an eye on him, and he looked, uh, he looked pretty comfortable uh, during the preseason for Winnipeg. So do you think, you know, now that he's been claimed on waivers, Patrick, of course, that means he has to stay in the NHL for the next month. Do you think this is kind of the timing of it and and the opportunity that perhaps he really needs to grasp that they can't send me down for the next month? So now I have to prove that that all of this waiting uh, is is going to finally come to fruition. Yeah, and I think I think he's smart. He gets that. Um, he's a level-headed player he's, he's he wore an a last year for the moose he was part of you know really good leadership group that they had there uh so i, I think you know especially 25 year old players they you know they tend to have that uh internal clock in their head anyway that you know they know that you know this is not you know opportunities don't necessarily come around all that often and when it does you have to jump on it i will say you can't you know if you're the Habs, you can't expect him to come there and, and immediately fit in as if like he's right. playing the NHL for, for a long time. But if you, I think if you give him just a little bit of time, a little patience, uh, I think it will definitely be worthwhile. I would say if I was the Habs, I certainly wouldn't run the risk of putting him back on waivers um, at, you know, down the road. I, I, I don't think that would be a good move. I think you, you 
you were fortunate to get them now. I wouldn't want to, I wouldn't want to press my luck and, and try to get them through waivers uh, and end up losing them. So like, you know, this is, you know, it's these small, slick, savvy moves uh, that, that help teams eventually get to where you want to get to. I mean, we saw it with Tampa, for example, they made all kinds of these moves, right? Like really smart uh, signings, uh, waiver pickups uh, th- there's a lot of hidden value um if you can do if you can do it the right way um you can really accelerate some of your building uh this way it's not just a matter of well we need to have you know five or six top core players i mean this is a supporting cast this is what takes a team from frankly maybe being a winnipeg where yeah your core is pretty good but you didn't have a ton around them to right. mean some of your actual legit contenders where yeah there's the core but, uh, you know, you look at Colorado, right? Yeah, their core is phenomenal. But mm-hmm. they also have an exceptionally good supporting cast. So that happened over uh, late last week, kind of over the weekend. Monday, it was Thanksgiving in, in Canada, and it turned into uh, let's just claim everybody off waivers day. <laughs> <laughs> um including some some pretty uh some pretty notable names coming off of of the waiver wire yet again and familiar names for for AHL fans I'm going to throw out names like Connor Ingram, Axel Janssen, Fialbi, Brett Leeson, Jared Tenorti, Habs fans. Mm. There's a there's a, a a blast from the past. Um can you just speak a little bit to to how significant well, and we even see Jonas Johansson getting claimed back by Colorado today. Um, how significant has this season's kind of preseason waiver claim pickups been? Well, it was Thanksgiving, and it was a, a day of thanks uh, for five <laughs> players <laughs> that would have otherwise been um, on their way to the American Hockey League and now uh, kind of got a second, second life. Um, right off the bat, Connor Ingram. That was the first name that popped off the list. Yeah. For me. Uh, I don't like that that move for Nashville. Um, I think there's a legit NHL goaltender there. Yep. Um, he's he obviously had the situation in Tampa, and then you're in Nashville. You're behind UC Saros, and you know before uh, you know that that's not an easy group to break into. But um, he was phenomenal last year for for Milwaukee. Played 54 games. That is that's a lot. American Hockey League. That is a heavy workload. Yeah. Um, you know, with the way the schedule is and just you know the the grind of the season. Um, he was excellent. Uh, had five shutouts, tied for the league lead. Uh, and then of course we saw him in the Stanley Cup playoffs with Nashville. Um, mm-hmm. with that phenomenal game he had against the against the Avalanche. Um, I mean, good for him. He's twenty five. He is kind of getting to that point where you really want to see all right, what's next. Arizona is as good an opportunity as anything. Again, like the Habs, they have all kinds of holes they need to fill. <laughs> That's and, right. uh, you know, I think this could be a great value move if you're if you're Arizona. Um, you know, for my money, he was the best goalie in the league last year. Um, when you kind of factor in not only how he played, but also who was around him. Um, and uh, yeah, I want to see him now take the next step. I, you know, this is for him now um, to really jump on this opportunity. It's a, it's good opportunities he could have gotten mm-hmm. uh, with Arizona, and uh, um, I was impressed. And you know, elsewhere in the wet waiver wire, Hershey lost two players. Like you said, actually, Janssen Fialbi and Brett Leeson, who went to Anaheim. Uh, Janssen Fialbi went to the to the Jets. That's a tough loss. It is Hershey. Um, 
and it's a tough loss, frankly, for the Capitals, who over the last number of years, their depth has definitely been uh, kind of drained out of the system. Um, you know, they haven't drafted high. They haven't, you know, you know, they've had to pull guys up. Uh, they haven't necessarily had the same um, development success that they had, um, you know, early 2010s era. Mm-hmm. When, you know, they were just pumping players out left and right. Um, that's a tough loss for sure. And obviously, like Tenorti, um, he would have been a nice fit for Hartford. Um, but, you know, that's a risky run. And Josh Maher, I thought, was excellent, um, you know, in the time was in San Diego and he actually played about half a season last year in Anaheim. So, um, you know, it's a good opportunity for him. Um, so, you know, waivers are kind of a, a, a mixed blessing, I think for, for, for fans and for the player, for the players, obviously a great opportunity, but if you're an HL fan and you were looking at, Hey, we're the Hershey bears. We're going to have yeah, these two players. They're on their way Not down. Anymore. Not anymore. Although didn't, didn't Janssen Fialbi go through this last year where he got claimed by someone Yes. Was he got claimed by Toronto and then Washington uh, claimed him back? Buffalo. Buffalo. Yeah, That's they it. Did the reclaim back. Then they got him into Hershey. <laughs> you know, things were going great, and then they pulled him up to the Caps, and that was the end of his time in Hershey. And that that Hershey team missed him badly. Yes, uh, they, they did. They were kind of a thin team up front to start with. Uh, uh, and then you pulled him out of the lineup. That you you, you could see the the noticeable difference, right? And. You know what? I wouldn't be surprised if they pull him back at some point. You know? I was going to say, you know, in the back of his mind, he has to be thinking, okay, well, last year, this didn't last long, and I ended up back with the Caps, so. I would say get a hotel room for now. Exa- yes, I, I think so, too. Uh, I think so, too. Yeah, uh, set up shop just yet. With the lengthy list of guys on waivers every day this week, um, what has maybe been perhaps even a little more surprising than than the claims that have been made it's the ones that have not, uh, and and the guys who slipped through the waiver wire and are now assigned to the AHL. Um, as I said to you uh, before we started the show today, whoever had Wayne Simmons on their AHL roster bingo card, um, I think you just automatically won a prize because I don't think anybody saw that coming. Obviously, uh, Toronto saying uh, they're open to to a trade for Wayne Simmons, but can can you can you describe to us just um, some notable names around the league that did not get picked up off waivers who were maybe a surprise to be put on waivers who didn't get claimed and are now, and are now assigned to the AHL. Um, I wouldn't say I was too surprised by anything just because now with the cap, the cap is ruthless. Yeah. And any sort of, uh, personal feelings that a team may have for, for a respected veteran, like a Wayne Simmons, mm-hmm. a Nick Felino, who's, who's on his way to Providence. Um, uh, Mike Riley is also on his way to Providence from Boston. Um, there's no sentimentality anymore. It's <clears throat> we have X number of spots available at the NHL level, X number of uh, cap space, and uh, we can either fit you in or we can't. And um, it's it's kind of ruthless in a way. And uh, now, granted, you know you're still making like Mike Riley is going to make three million dollars. <laughs> frankly, not a bad deal. No, in my opinion. Um, but um, there's, yeah, there isn't, uh, you know, there isn't that room now. Well, you know, pre-cap, eh, this guy, yeah, he's aging, but yeah, you know, he's been a, a loyal player for us for a long time. We're gonna, we're gonna stick with him now. Now it's like, forget it, right? You know, I mean, it, it's been an interesting, it's been interesting seeing some some of the players that come like in the 
post-cap era. Um, I guess the cap era, you'd say. Um, we're not post-cap. <laughs> um, In the post-dealing with the cap era. <laughs> yes. Uh, the strangest player I ever saw come down was Alex McGillney. Okay. That, when he went down to Albany, that was one of the most surreal things I ever saw. Like, there's a guy that, like, you know, scored 76 goals for the Buffalo Sabres when he came in. He was part of that Soviet invasion um, back way, you know, the early 90s. I mean, that was, you know, which I obviously turned the hockey world upside down in a lot of ways. Uh, and then he's playing the American Hockey League. And, you know, he's showing up in, you know, you know your local Rochester or Syracuse, you know, rinks. And, uh, you know, Wade Redden was another one that came through. I uh, went to Hartford. Mm-hmm. And that was only a couple years after he had been – with the Canadian Olympic team. So that was a, that was a real, that was a real noteworthy one. Um, you know, when the Rangers sent him down to Hartford, uh, he was great there. I mean, I still remember like players raved about how nice he was. You know, he was, he took it great. He, he blended in. I mean, that's what you want when a player of that nature comes down, you want him to, to fit in. You want him obviously to be an asset or at least the very least not be a detriment. Uh, Sean Avery came down to Hartford a couple years later and that yeah. did not go well. No. Um, so uh, Danny Heatley was in uh, San Antonio for a while. Um, uh, and it was actually in Norfolk as well. Um, so yeah, th- it's been kind of interesting when you look over the years, like you know, there's been some legit one-time high, high-end NHL superstars who, you know, you know, started to wind down their career in the American Hockey League riding the bus and kind of going through the grind that uh, young prospects have to go to. So it's interesting. And obviously Simmons and Felino aren't kind of at that level of uh, stardom, but you know, they've obviously been well, well known, um, highly respected veterans for, you know, 10 plus years. Uh, so it, I think Simmons and Felino, they're, they're obviously they're high character people. Um, uh, you know, Felino was a captain. Simmons obviously is everywhere he's gone. He's been well liked and well respected. I think they'll fit in well. Um, I think for Simmons especially, like it, it, this is where the benefit of having your your team close by really comes into play. You know, you don't have to right. shuffle them off. You know, like you know, back when the Leafs were with St. John's, well, this would have been a much more disruptive uh, change for a player. Now it's well, you still live in the same place, you know, mm-hmm. just go to a different rink. So. Obviously, you know, there, there's there's that issue of a player has to kind of work through the emotions of coming down for their first time in Simmons' case, and Felino hasn't been in the AHL for forever. Um, so, um, but I think they'll handle it well. And, and, you know, they're, they're quality pros, and um, I don't think there'll be too much of a uh, an adjustment period for them. Well, it certainly gives uh, fans of AHL hockey something uh, a little exciting to start their season uh, and, and paying attention to. The other th- uh, piece of news that came out this week that's pretty exciting for AHL fans is the return of an AHL outdoor game. Can you give us yes. the details? Uh, March 4th in Cleveland, uh, the Cleveland Monsters will host uh, the Wilkes-Barre Strand Penguins. So it's a Saturday afternoon. They're playing it at... Uh, First Energy Stadium, I believe is the name. I think so, um, yeah. Home of the Cleveland Browns of the NFL. Um, so uh, uh, the first time the AHL's ever played in an NFL stadium. Uh, they played in Major League Baseball Stadium in Detroit. They played in a uh, uh, CFL stadium in Hamilton. Um, 
but this is the first time for the NFL. So that's a uh, it's a nice little <clears throat> feather in the in the cap for the uh, for American Hockey League to have that. Um, Cleveland, uh, for anyone that doesn't know, I mean their front office um, they're partnered with the Cleveland Cavaliers of the NBA. So uh, there's a lot of resources there. They put a lot of marketing effort and money uh, into what they do and. Uh, have done a fantastic job with that market. Uh, the, you know, the original, well, not the original, but the reborn Cleveland Barons in the early 2000s um, had a really difficult time in that market. The Monsters came in and back in 07. They were originally with Colorado um, and uh, really turned that whole market around. Um, now they're obviously in an even better situation with, with Columbus, a nearby team with you know that fan base. So they've, they've built one of the best off-ice operations. So I think this will be a, a really successful event. Um, and uh, a great way, obviously, in a major league market like that to kind of uh, get your name out there, uh, kind of break through some of the noise. Um, and uh, I think it should be great. And, uh, you know, the weather obviously is always a little bit uh, unpredictable, I think, in Cleveland, and especially maybe around that time of the year. But, uh, you know, it could just as easily be colder or warmer. But... I think the ring technology now is 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 at the point where they can uh, they can manage that. I mean, we've seen we've seen games in what um, L.A. and yeah, Arizona, exactly. NHL, so if, they that, <laughs> if they can do it there, then they can do it in Cleveland and March. Cleveland shouldn't be any issue at all. Not at all. Well, that is exceptionally fun. Uh, the really fun thing is that when you're back with us again next week, we get to talk about the actual kickoff of the AHL regular season because uh, yeah. games get underway. In just uh, in just a couple of days, actually. Yeah. Uh, so I am very excited about that. I know you're very excited about that, and uh, can't thank you enough for joining us for this week's Hot Stove Edition. I look forward to talking about some actual games with you next week. Imagine that. <laughs> Imagine that. All right. That was good. Thank Thanks, you. Patrick. I, for one, was very pleased to uh, see Jonathan Kovacevic get picked up by the Montreal Canadiens. I, I, I understood that that was going to be a big loss for the Winnipeg organization. Manitoba definitely uh, with a big gaping hole on their back end without his services this season. It's a it's a it's quite a boon for uh, Kent Hughes, uh, and I'm, I'm, I'm very excited to see what he's going to do in the NHL this season. Thank you very much for Patrick uh, Williams joining uh, joining me here on the AHL Hot Stove uh, once again this week. And hey, you know, regular season for the Habs starts tomorrow night. That means you want to be sure to follow at AllHabs on Twitter, bookmark AllHabs.net because that's right, you know it. Our, our comprehensive game day previews and post-game recaps are about to get started for the Montreal Canadiens. Rick Stevens uh, and, and Sam and, and Cole heading up. Uh, the the game previews, Rick Stevens taking care of the recaps, uh, lots of great information as well as our feature articles that are coming out regularly now and uh, regular Habs headlines posts throughout the week, Chris G's uh, weekly Habs notepad, lots of great Montreal Canadiens content for you at allhabs.net. And also, don't forget, we have a YouTube channel. I host a weekly show every Thursday there called Habs Hockey Report, where I touch on uh, the latest Canadians news, Laval Rocket news, uh, interact with fans, read your comments and questions on the air and react to them, as well as bring you some exclusive interviews over there as well. So you don't want to miss it. Oh, subscribers just keep pouring in. 
Uh, we've got uh, a really great following over there, and we want you to be part of that as well. So head over to youtube.com slash allhabs. Hit the subscribe button. Also, be sure you're subscribed to the Canadians Connection podcast hosted by Rick Stevens and Michael Spinella. That comes out every Saturday here at Rocket Sports Media. You can find that at canadiansconnection.fm. Make sure you subscribe over there as well. Uh, they do a great job, completely focused on the Montreal Canadiens and the ins and outs of each and every week with the NHL franchise. Uh, that'll take care of it for us here at the Press Zone this week. Very excited to get the AHL regular season kicked off and underway this Friday. And also very much looking forward to being back here with you next Tuesday on another excellent episode of the Press Zone podcast right here on Rocket Sports Radio. Click subscribe to never miss an episode of The Press Zone on Rocket Sports Radio. Visit AHLReport.com for the latest news on hockey prospects.